Soul Sanity Podcast. I'm Heidi Esther, your soul sanity bear and Midwestern mama who's been there, bringing you weekly stories, poems, and self-reflections to guide you in a non-preachy way to more peace in your head, joy in your heart, and mindfulness in your everyday. Because life is too short to drive around crappy feelings and grumpy teenagers. Now, here's the show. Yes. You're in the right place for the Live with Heidi and Heather episode one. Why do we care? Join Heather Cox, happiness expert, and yours truly, joy and mindfulness storyteller, as we get vulnerable and share about struggles and striving for happiness, personal freedom, and joy in today's hectic world. Cute dogs and free affirmations included. The first and third Wednesdays of the month, we will be streaming on YouTube at noon central time. But before the show, I have a message for you, titled, What Happens When Diet Coke Won't Fix It? Hello, my beautiful friend. How is your heart these days? And how are you taking care of your gentle, bright spirit? I have a random question for you. Would you say you're a soul searcher? Like someone who's not afraid to look inside, connect with, and dig up, you know, the good and the bad, to find more in your life, more you, more joy? I came across that word, and then I wrote this about what I'm trying to do here with all of my stories. I encourage fellow soul searchers to greater joy and authenticity with relatable true stories, playful printables, and mindfulness tools. Anyway, that one sentence is the culmination of a great book I've read twice called Building a Story Brand. It's draft number one. Would love to know how you feel about that sentence. It could be why you and I click. Or while you feel, sometimes, I'm coming out of outer space. Or both. And speaking of outer space, my new show that aired last Wednesday, The Live with Heidi and Heather, is somewhere out there too. I don't know where it went, but it didn't go to our Facebook event page. So it's now in the new Live with Heidi and Heather Facebook group. Or you can listen to it on this pod. So all future live shows with, will stream to our Live with Heidi and Heather YouTube channel. The next one is October 20th at noon central. Don't forget, you can go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. The link is in the notes. So all social media aside, I'm learning lots of lessons these days. I've got an interrupting chicken sleep schedule with some late nights, some early mornings. I've been a little spicy, sometimes stressed. Some days I drink Diet Coke or cry or nap or all three. Yesterday, two months into the new schedule, I journaled and uncovered my feelings. I wrote down what I could control, like how I take care of myself and my attitude, and what I can't, like my son's soccer, my wife's work schedule. I admitted something I would never have before. Back when I was a perfectionistic, codependent, stay-at-home mom, I admitted I'm having a hard time and I need help. It felt like I unlocked a door from a dark room and bathed in a warm flood of sunshine. So, my dear soul searcher friend, may you know that you are strong and brave and loved and supported. May you take time to be honest with yourself so you know what you need and ask for it. Like a carpooling buddy or a friend to lean on or some takeout. Why ask for help? Because your joy matters. 
because you deserve the sunshine, because you're strong and you need help too. Which brings me to this week's inaugural Live with Heidi and Heather show. In this episode, we talk about how we're taking care of ourselves, about where we started out on our journeys, and why we're doing the show. And everyone who attends gets a free affirmation of the week from the Bowl of Affirmation. Don't want to miss it. So here's the show. But before then, want to let you know there will be a Sojourner question of the week, and it will be after the show. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Yay. We're learning, people. Maybe we should talk about what a retrograde is. <laughs> why it's possible that we've had technical difficulties okay all right so we're recording we're live streaming Heidi I think I think we might be good <gasps> all right would you like to introduce us Heidi ah sure hi I am Heidi Esther a joy and mindfulness storyteller and I am happy to introduce the inaugural show of live with Heidi and Heather. We are here to bring you twice a month doses of life stories and all sorts of awesome things like dogs on paddle boards, yoga, and grumpy teenagers to get you on the path to personal freedom, joy, and happiness. Yes. Huzzah. All right. I'm glad you're here, Heidi. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm a grateful, I'm grateful to be here with you, Heather. It's going to be fun. All right. So what are we talking about today? Ah, well, first, um, you know, what, what's, what's up? We're going to do some intros and then we're going to chat a little bit about why we're here. Okay. uh, Then we're going to, um, end with, um, a a topic we're going to call no seriously. And, um, (laughs) maybe, (laughs) So the lesson we learned this week, either uh, painful or not painful, if we're lucky. And then I have this. Ooh. This is called the bowl of affirmation. Nice. So I will pick out affirmations. And I was going to pick out affirmations for everybody that I see who is with us. But I don't know how to see who is with us this week. (laughs) So I'm just going to pick out affirmations for us and then we'll just use them as markers for the whole. I I like that. And if you are here, we had a bunch of ways to interact with you, beautiful souls on Facebook, and we will get to you soon. I actually had a dream last night. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of dreams where I wake up and uh, and then I, I act on them because it's the universe. Like I'm finally quiet enough, you know, for the universal consciousness to, to break in through my, all my layers of human doing. And so I was helping this girl get back into the water because she was a mermaid. She was like, all like, she was dry. She's dry. She was like, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. And I was like, oh, let me help you over these rocks so you can go be a mermaid again. And that was fantastic. And the news that she parted with me was that Facebook, what was, was what was making her dry and dusty, and I needed to move over to YouTube. So, wow. So, so I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, maybe YouTube is the way. So 
Oh, so maybe we'll stream on YouTube ne next time and be maybe. able to see comments. I, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I just actually had some wonderful person just the other day follow me on Facebook or Facebook, YouTube. And I was like, I guess I better put something up there. Because <laughs> I have some yoga videos and some meditations. Um, and it has been my intention to go through each of the hot yoga poses on YouTube, teaching the series one by one and then doing the whole series. And that hasn't happened yet. Oh, There's a lot wow. of things to do when you run yes. your business. Yes. In the, in the entrepreneur realm, they kind of come at you. You open a new door. You're like, oh, this is a new skill I need. And it's a, not a new door to another room. It's a new door to like another universe mm -hmm. of things. Yes. And more things to like, like, okay, I have to learn to do this now. So I'm yeah. going to turn on my light. I'm wondering if that might help. Does that help at all? Um, you look fabulous before and after. Okay. Well then. No. It's fine. Yeah. Yes, I'm a yoga instructor. So I am sitting on the floor. Oh, nice. So, so how are you taking care of yourself today, Heather? How am I taking care of myself? I took my dog for a walk. Um, we always enjoy doing that. And I was happy to see not only that the leaves on the tree were red, a lot of the trees hasn't, haven't changed here, but this oh. one tree is bright red and some of the leaves are now falling. Um, but they're not crunchy yet. There was dew, like big drops of dew on all of them. Oh. So that was my little like nurturing magic moment this morning. And then later today, I'm having three of my best girlfriends come over and we're having Thai food. So I'm getting some girlfriend time. Mm, that sounds amazing. And for those of you who have just met Heather, uh, this is her birthday week. So yeah. she is um, practicing her future self schedule. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That hasn't gone well so, so far. But <laughs> working into the we're a little bit less on the yoga, a little bit more on the on the breathing and the writing and the creating. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I will always teach yoga for all of you who just like started freaking out and hyperventilating. I will always be teaching yoga. <laughs> I would like to cultivate more writing into my life. That's what this week is about. Ah. So. Fantastic. Yes. So how's that going? Are you writing every day, like set time or? Um, it, it is it, before my week uh, off, I was, I have a sketch set two hours that I write every day that I'd like to increase. However, the past two days have been chores and errands. And, and it's funny because on my normal weeks, Mondays and Tuesdays are always crazy. And then things mellow out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it still happened. It still happened that way, even though I'm on ah. vacation. So it's like, I don't know if that's just the way the energy is in the routine of doing. And that's, you learn lots of things. So um, you can't yeah. give up everything every week. You still got to eat. You still got to eat. And I still have to do my newsletter. And that's what I do on Mondays and Tuesdays. And so, yeah. But otherwise, it's been really nice to sleep in. It's been really nice to stay up late and read my book and not worry about having to wake up early in the morning. Mm. Um, not to my husband's happiness. He was like, okay, you need to turn off the light now. I have to go to sleep. <laughs> I was like, so he, works a he is a manager of a coffee shop or he, he owns two coffee shops. Okay. So he's yes. got to be an early riser. No, he doesn't. He has people to do that, but it was 
coming close to midnight and he was like, come on, uh, I go to sleep. So, so, you know what I did then I went under the covers, <laughs> I used the light from my cell phone. <laughs> it was like a really intense scene in my book and I wanted to keep reading. So that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, the reading every night. The, um, how I took care of myself today was my wife just started a work schedule where she leaves for work around 5 15 in the morning and then the dogs she has to get them up out of their crates into the bedroom so then i wake up try to go back to sleep and then the kids get up and then i'm kind of awake slash getting awake to drive them awake enough to drive them and i tried to go back to sleep this morning because i was up until 10 30 with my son last night at soccer and so I feel like it's just like in bed, out of bed, wake, asleep, awake, asleep. It's kind of oh, like our, our bed is kind of like a train with too many stops. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the days when we had a direct route to the next morning. So uh, this morning I laid in bed for a little bit and did a quiet meditation and gently woke my, myself up. I guess I, that was been about the fourth time I woke myself up. But anyway, I think we should move on to the... Yeah. Uh, so, oh, so many questions, Heather. So now you're now you're at a, a point where you're sharing your healing and all the lessons you've learned. So let's go all the way back and take me to the Heather and what Heather's life was like before the self-awareness, before the healing. What would yeah. that have felt like? What did that look like? That Heather was... I refer to her as like numbed out zombie Heather, although I was still alive and hopefully still looked somewhat pretty um, as opposed to like leprosy or something. Anyway, uh, I've, I've watched way too many zombie things. So, um, <laughs> um, uh, so what, even as a zombie, I think so. Thanks. <laughs> so what that means is that I didn't think much of myself at all. I just went through my day-to-day -day routine without being aware that's the numbing out, like sleepwalking, sleepwalking through my life and just not really having many dreams, thinking that I wasn't worth having those dreams or I wasn't that person, things like that. And then I went to Europe and with a friend and that's kind of what woke me up and kind of opened the world to me and made me realize that maybe life could be more of an adventure. Um, maybe I was that girl who could go do those adventures. So, um, so was it just the traveling or was it something specific about your friend or where you both, went? Both. So we, this is my best friend. I've known her since high school and we landed in Rome and then stopped in Cortona and then went to Florence and then went to Austria, Salzburg, Salzburg. And then we went to Copenhagen and then we ended in Amsterdam for obvious reasons. We didn't start there. We might've gotten arrested in other countries later. <laughs> so, and it was just this idea of this freedom and being able to, to travel and see. And there was this, this living, this in the moment living day to day. And then there was another moment that it pretty much kind of exemplifies everything that we, and this was in Rome, I'm pretty sure it was in Rome, might've been Florence. We walked into this leather store 
and Jen, her name's Jen, my best friend's name's Jen. And she said, you should get a leather jacket. And I said, I'm, I'm, no, I don't think so. I'm not really not that girl. And because oh. she's my best friend, she knew I wasn't saying that's not my style. She knew I was saying, I'm not worthy of having a leather jacket. That's what she heard. And because she's my best friend, she was like, oh, hell no, you are not leaving here till you buy a jacket. <laughs> and so I bought a leather jacket and I wore that thing till it was in tatters. And so I bought it and I kind of giggled and then we shipped it home. <laughs> and I came back from Europe and I was just like, I, I'm a, I'm a person that has hopes and dreams and interests and matters. And that was kind of how it all sparked up. And then that was in 98. And then a year later, I was like, screw this corporate world. And I ran away to massage school. And that was the beginning of the actual healing process. So Europe woke me up and then the healing started. Oh, wow. That's massage school got to be much more relaxing than running, running away to the circus. Yes. (laughs) My, uh, my brother-in-law, he did actually run away to the circus. So I know it still happens, but it's not probably not as common as running away to massage school though. No, probably not. Was he in the circus for a long time? He has been in Cirque for over 20 years. So yeah, he's at uh, Ka in Las Vegas. Just the ramping he's up. He's in Cirque du Soleil. Is Cirque he a performer? Yes. He's a performer? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's so amazing. I can tell you while I was in massage school, I saw one of Cirque du Soleil's that came to town. And the whole time I'm watching them and their muscles and their muscle control. And I'm like, like it was just yeah he he doesn't even have to wear like a fake six pack because they actually have a suit that will give you like a six pack or you know in the case of lego batman the nine pack but um yeah he doesn't even have to wear that because he got it so i don't know about you know with the pandemic and everything how he's been doing but i know he's he's running a lot right now and it's probably it's probably close to coming back if if not already back but yeah as a as a 40 plus person i i worry more about his joints than mm-hmm. his muscles. That's fair. That's so, fair. So yeah, but uh, I saw yeah. him. I saw him 2019, and it was just fabulous. I want to let you know I did check on our Facebook page, and I see our I see our video. So I know that we are live. I just cannot see any comments. So, huh? Well, tell us what woke you up. Like, what? How did your um, story start your healing journey. So my, my healing journey would have started with me as a mom of two almost infants, uh, early toddlers. So my kids are 14 months apart. And Mm. so I was trying to do the perfect mom. I was doing cloth diapers, lots of laundry Mm. and, Mm. you know, I didn't know how to cook. And so I was calling my mom every day for not only parenting advice, but like when the kids need to eat pureed things. Um, I can't even tell how many times that I would put something hot that I cooked in the processor and the processor lid would explode on. See, I can remember green beans for sure. 
Yeah. Sure on the ceiling. And I think there was something orange and I'm pretty sure it was sweet potatoes on the ceiling <laughs> also. And one time I remember when the kids were a little older, I was making spaghetti sauce that also ended up on the ceiling. Wow. Oh no, the range hood. Yeah. So I was kind of, uh, I was, um, I was brought up to be a pretty independent kid and a very, very good caretaker. I can remember cleaning my parents' house and when I was a, a teenager, you know, instead of going out and doing normal teenage things, I would just stay home and clean the house and do my homework and try to be like uh, the best, the best kid, classic middle child syndrome, syndrome right? right? And um, so as a parent, I just uh, tried to keep, tried to keep it all up. And there was this one point, I remember I was, I, I put this in my upcoming book, I, I was taking both my kids for a walk in the wagon and I, and I was sick. And at one point, my my son, he was always like a big bruiser. He was supposed to be like, you know, 15, 20 pounds, but he would be like 30 pounds. <laughs> and he was just, he just ate like a machine and, and pulling them both. As you can imagine, if you pull two, if you pull 50 pounds in a wagon, you know, you're going to kind of start to mm -hmm. be sore. And so it was springtime and my daughter, I, I kind of like had pulled the wagon to the side and I needed a, I needed a break. Like I had been running a marathon. I was like, okay. And yeah. my daughter, there was a flowering bush behind her. It was really pretty. And I, and I brought, grabbed, I always had my camera on me then cause it was back then and not smartphone land. Mm -hmm. And I took a picture and I used to do monthly slideshows of the kid's life for oh. all the extended family. And I remember thinking that I was never in the picture. Mm. I was always taking the picture. And yeah, I it just it just like get you never right never in the picture. My my hair had a permanent indent from ponytail holder. I had a wide variety of track suits. That mm -hmm. was my my corporate office wear <laughs> track suits. <laughs> that and there was a series of incidents between my son and my husband at the time where they kind of woke me up and like am i not only like am i not in the picture like am i happy doing what i'm doing right now like you know spraying the poop off these cloth diapers in the toilet is this you know is this filling my cup every day <laughs> uh, and uh so it really got me to think like kind of down this road of like, am I in the picture? Am I happy? And then am I safe? Are mm -hmm. my kids safe? And so I kind of had these, these, these little, these incidents would happen and, and I started to kind of wake up and there was this rub and I couldn't, after a while, I just couldn't put it down. And my husband and I, we got into some therapy and everything. And thus my journey, my journey began. And I, at that point, I didn't really have a goal. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to embark on personal prof professional development and personal development. And I'm going to mm -hmm. feel, I just, I just wanted to figure out what was happy for me. Like I was like, this isn't happy. I knew what wasn't where I, I started yeah. to become aware of what wasn't working much sooner than I could figure out what was working, mm -hmm. um, what, what I was doing. So, oh, in the background, that's my that's my dog right there. Well, he's my stepdog. That's Elvis. Elvis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Little Italian yeah. greyhound. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I was just uh, a very overly codependent, didn't know myself. I, I could 
you know, I was a very intuitive mom. I could take care of my kids before they started crying. Like I knew what they needed, but you know, when it came to me, yeah, not a, not a clue, not a, yeah. not a clue. So you said that you knew what you wasn't making you happy, but if you didn't, you didn't know what was going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. So that sounds to me like you took a leap of faith and just said, well, I know I don't want this. So I'm going to cut the cords to this and see what happens. Is that what happened? So it, it was probably about a, it was about a three-year journey that, that took place to get me to, I think I had to find support. I was very isolated and so i had to i didn't know what i was doing but i started reaching out to people i i i didn't have any like just friends i had like couple friends mm-hmm. and i had my mom i would call every day and i didn't have that support so i organically started finding people i found i found someone who just like we we clicked and we were friends and that I was like, oh, well, I haven't had this feeling in a really long time. This feels good. And then I started, my husband and I were seeing a pastor for pastoral care and counseling and he quit, but I kept going. I'm like, I kind of need this because this guy's totally out of left field. Like he asked me questions I wouldn't have thought. I'm going to hang out with this guy, figure it out. And um, yeah, so I just, I guess intuitively or just out of necessity started making some baby steps, some connections with, with people to, to feel, I feel safe. I guess I was so isolated. I really didn't have a way out. And so I was just looking for what could the alternatives look like, or, you know, who could, who could be my friend now, who could, you know, support me, but without really being intentional with Mm -hmm. that, it's just out of, out of necessity. And, and as an extrovert, I don't have much of a problem making new friends. Um, but in my, in my state where I had very low self-worth, it was very, it was very challenging for me to reach out in what would have been an authentic way and say, I, I think, um, my husband and I aren't happy. I had one conversation. I remember I invited this mom over and she and I had been talking. We were both had kids in preschool. And I remember telling her, like, I don't think my husband and I are happy. And then she kind of turns and looks at me probably with the same stare that I'm looking at her. And she goes, well, that is between you and your husband and God, and only he can save you. And I was like, okay, well, I feel, and after that conversation, I didn't, I didn't reach out to anyone for quite a while. I yeah. I mean, you took that, but you like, maybe I can put out a hand. Oh, okay. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, like I have been smote. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was a blow at that point. So, um, but yeah, but it took, it took quite a while. It was about a three-year process from gathering that support and starting to figure out, you know, down to all the way up to, oh, maybe I do deserve to feel happy now that I kind of have an idea of what it is. And I know it's not this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) probably something else. So I do want to say, though, that that person, whoever she was, I admire her ability to set boundaries. (laughs) Yes, that is very good, because I would have just like, I would have had a teenage, like, I'm going to vomit all my emotions all over you at that moment. Moment. And she she was, was, nope. She was like, that's not the kind of friend I want to be. (laughs) I am here to talk with you about manicures and pedicures. (laughs) 
maybe drinking, but probably not drinking. Yeah, yeah it just was an, uh, an unfortunate time for that boundary to be set for you. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if and not nowadays, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. No problem. No problem. Here, just pass the cookies. All right. Yeah. But when you're like drowning and somebody comes by in a boat and they're like, no, I'm sorry, you can't come into my boat. And it's like, bye. You're like, oh, okay. I have this life preserver, but it's not for you. Oh, yeah. No. I think it's for somebody else, but you know, it's even good worse. God will send you one. Don't worry. Just, just keep praying. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had the other. I'm glad you did have the one pastor that was trying to, yeah, to so help you kind of. He was great. And I had a friend who was kind of like my cheer bear. She was like the unsinkable Molly Brown. She supported whatever iteration of myself that I was throwing out that day and said, yes, you can have more wine and we're going <laughs> to, we're going to cry and get through this. And so we probably did, we probably had very bad boundaries. Like our boundaries are very, very enmeshed. And yeah. I think at that point, that was just a, what I needed to, yeah. to be vulnerable. I needed, I needed to kind of have those loose boundaries, but now my boundaries, um, much, much better. So, yeah. Well, and so. boundaries are different for each relationship you know, so depending on what it is, maybe, yeah. maybe you don't need types of boundaries like that with your friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Different relationships do have different boundaries. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you said to her, you know what I really want to do? I want to rob a bank and I want you to do that with me. <laughs> Can we infiltrate the government systems, yeah. treasury? Cause I need some money and thanks. Yeah. And then she was like, let's do it. And then I would be like, mm, boundaries aren't great. <laughs> boundaries are a necessity for life yeah. or i guess for living as your true self i would say definitely it is definitely mm -hmm. definitely so what is um what is one thing you would say now to that earlier version of yourself oh gosh am i gonna be able to do this without crying let's see um like every time i tell the story about the leather jacket there's like a little part of me that gets choked up and i'm like keep a hold of yourself heather you can do this you don't have to, you can let it go. Yeah. I, I think that I would say to her, you have a special energy and it really matters in this, in this world and you need to shine it. You need to figure that out. I, I would say that, 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 that you, your energy matters here on this earth and people need it. Do whatever you need to do to learn to shine that light. Mm. I think that's what I would tell her. Because I think that that's the way that I was able to learn to shine my light, to give myself permission to do that was to be like through helping other people. Um, but also in through helping other people, I, I did learn some boundaries and I did learn my self-worth and all of that. So <clears throat> yeah, I don't really like being the spotlight, but I'm able to be that spotlight when I know I'm holding the purpose is for others and I'm holding the space for others. Like when I'm teaching yoga, yeah, I'm the one up there and everybody's looking at me, but I'm doing it for everybody else. And I'm holding that space of safety and nurturing for them. So yeah, that's creating that container, that mm -hmm. beautiful, safe container. Yeah. And so that's how I would say it to her. Cause I know because of who I am now that would get through to her. Mm -hmm. So 
what about you? What would uh, you so I wrote this, I wrote this question. So you would have thought I would have thought about it beforehand. <laughs> um, I would probably say some very short things that are more, I think that's how I would be able to get through to myself. Uh, first, I would start with the very basic of you are enough. Mm -hmm. And um, because I was just a human doing, I was just, I was like volunteering in the community. I had two little kids. Um, I was, I had a husband that, you know, I was just, I was on, I was on all the time, 24 seven. Yeah. Um, Trying to prove yeah. yourself, you prove your worth the whole time. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Through, through my ability to take care of other people and take yeah. care of make make everything just a peaceful harmon harmony in in my environment in my home environment especially mm -hmm. um and then i would say and i don't even know if i'd be able to understand that i would say i say it's enough to take care of yourself mm, yeah yeah that's huge because as a enneagram two everything in my world revolves around what how am I taking care of things? What things do I need to take care of today? And how am I going to take care of them? That's how, that's the lens I see the world. And I'm, and that would be the same true for me then and now. So I would have maybe let myself say no mm -hmm. to some things. And I could, I could just see myself like falling asleep for like a couple weeks to recuperate yeah from yeah. From, from life and, and restore and if i felt that i would understand this then i would say that i was worthy yeah yeah and that's the key isn't it would you understand it or believe it once you get yeah once once i got to a point where i think i went to four main stages before i i could three stages before I could really hear that and, and understand what it meant. And yeah, to get to a point where I feel worthy and I, everything I'm doing is in honor of myself so that I'm always taking care of myself. And I always have a bandwidth to, to share, share my light and share my stories and share my joy and my goofy moments with others. And I can always tell now, like when, when my cup's not full, then I'm like, oh, I got the Enneagram 2 resentment building up. I might have a snarky comment for you soon. <laughs> Time to fill up my cup instead of, yeah. you know, snarking all over you. Yeah, yeah. I think the worth is just getting to the point of like loving, loving yourself and knowing that you're worthy. And only from that point was I able to walk into believing in myself. So mm -hmm. that was, that was kind of the last thing. And that's, that's at the point that brought me to, to feeling joy. Only when I believed in myself, I could actually take brave steps forward and say, this is what I want to do. And this is why it's so important to me. I, I was tapped, I'm tapped into my intuition and I know like every single thing, my codependence, my recovery journey, my momhood, like even my like 17 years of working in nonprofits, some of them highly toxic, all of my experience just kind of funneled into this one thing. It says, all right, you are here to help people awaken to their joy. I'm like, okay, yeah. let's, let's do this. Let's do this in, in, in my own wacky, wacky way. Yep. 
you're not going to connect with everybody, but you will. The, your message, the way you say it connects to certain people. And that's what matters. You know, you're not for everybody. Like mm-hmm. I know some people who love Renee Brown and I think she has a good message and I think she's a really cool lady. But every time I sit down to listen to one of her books, I just am like, it's not happening. I just can't, I just can't, I can't get into the jive of it. And it makes me so sad because I know she has so many wonderful things to say, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Is it like, I guess that we're both our own Brene Browns that we're. Yeah. um, Yeah. We're we're not a magic meant for everybody. Just fellow unicorns. And and I think you feel the same way as the other reason we're doing this is because we've seen other women in the same place that we used to be and in different parts of our journey like we've seen it and and neither one of us are saying we're done with our journey that's not <laughs> neither one of us are saying that we're continuing forward oh, yeah I know <laughs> every time I'm like I'm at the top of the bed oh, oh yeah. I'm at another vista point okay yeah. <laughs> here we go let's take a break and keep going yeah it and so I just both of us have seen women and we're like I I see you I know where you're at and I promise it can be better. You know, I just promise that it can be better. Little side note, Vista Point, I climbed a 14 or once and I was so angry by the top because I'd be like, climb, 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 look up. Okay, climb, 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 look up. Why is it not any closer? <laughs> is this a metaphor it, for life again? It is a metaphor for life again. But by the time we got to the top, you know, my friends are like, oh, look at this view. Isn't it amazing? And I'm like, I effing hate this mountain. <laughs> Where's my sled? I need to get down now. I want the sled. Mountain, I'm going to eat my peanut butter jelly sandwich and then I'm head down. <laughs> so, oh. I was so angry. So I've never done that again. Yeah. Yeah. Set what around for me? All right, so we are going to move into our no seriously, okay. no seriously segment. So I'm going to go first. You will not believe. So I read this book, Burnout. Have you read Burnout? I think no, but you were telling me about it. Yeah, so uh, Amelia and Emily Nagoski wrote a book by the title that every single woman in the world can relate to. And they have a lot of really good information in there. But one of the things that really got me going was that the the BMI, the body mass index, was created in a room with nine people, seven of whom are employed by the weight loss industry. Oh, Hmm. okay. Okay. And if you're underweight, you have more health. They did studies. If you're underweight, according to the BMI, Mm-hmm. You have more health risks than if you are in the reg- in the overweight or obese category. So clearly it's not an indication of health. So. Wow. And, so, and that BMI yeah. thing is not like I had one client and she came back from the doctor. She was so upset. She's like, according to the BMI, I am obese. And I looked at her and I was like, you are not obese. You go hiking everywhere. You're like, you're in good shape. And she's like, not according to the BMI. Yeah, according you know? to the BMI, most Olympians are um, overweight. Hmm. Yeah. 
And I'm like, that's not okay to call somebody obese. It's not okay to call somebody obese. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that scale is not polite. So no. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. So BMI, you can officially, I think we can just like flush it. If I had like sound effects, I would like push your button and there would be a toilet flush. Do we need something with sound effects? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll I'll, I'll get that. That'd be great. Okay. (laughs) Well, I don't know if this is fits the bill, but it's something that happened yesterday that, um, so I was, I have been transferring old blogs to my new website one a week. And I go through and I edit them and make them a little shinier. And the blog that I wrote yesterday was a message from old Heather to new Heather. Or oh, I passed Heather to present Heather. I shouldn't say old to oh. new, past to present. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a really good message. Hmm. And, it's, and it's just interesting. I received you, it. Yeah, yeah, you learn something and then you forget it. And sometimes you just need to keep relearning things. And this one was when the blog, which is on my website right now, if you want to go read it, is how about when back in the day at the yoga studio I was working at, there was this woman who decided she did not like me and she, she was not nice to me. Now she wasn't saying snarky things, but she would ignore me. I would say hello when she came in. And sometimes I'd get a grunt. Most of the time she just completely ignored me. And then like, she would refuse to go into Savasana until I left the room. She would stay in just little like passive aggressive BS things. And I knew this was a lesson. And I knew this was a lesson to like, learn how to not let other people's behavior, not to react to that, to stay grounded and centered, you know? but I really fumbled around with it at first. Like at first I was like, you know, I'm just going to kill her with kindness. But that kindness, when she didn't respond, kind of went into sarcasm, like have a nice day. Hope everything goes well. Like start just kind of like when she didn't respond, like. I'm yelling kindness at you today. (laughs) You are awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And then I started just ignoring her back, which is I'm sure what she wanted, but that didn't feel good either. And it doesn't matter because I can still feel as I'm teaching the class, this like anger and just negativity radiating off of her at me. And then one day something happened and I went, oh, I'm reacting to her and trying to make her react back to me, but the, you know what I'm doing? Like I'm trying to, and I was like, and none of this feels good. Cause really I'm just a happy person who likes harmony and peace. <laughs> and it doesn't matter whether she likes me or not. My truth is to do that. Mm-hmm. And so once I realized that, that's what I started doing. And then I felt better. And so what that means you unattached is, with love. That, was, oh. yes, that that I was letting her move me from my truth of who I am. And learning, no, it doesn't matter who that person is, what that person does. Your truth is to treat people, treat people with kindness and respect, no matter what. And then I was like, oh, 
And I'm reading this going, oh, <laughs> I had forgotten what that means. And so that was my, my little, little moment yesterday. Good lesson. My lesson. It's mm -hmm. like a good lesson. I yeah. think I learned that lesson maybe a thousand times. Yes. And, and it's yeah. still, you still have to relearn it. It's kind of like, like oh, what am I expecting? Now I say, am I expecting them to do anything? Yeah. And and now and where I'm at, I will, I will sit if it's if it's my kids, if I'm trying to do something to pave the way for them to to adopt some new behavior, I will sit them down and say, I am doing this so that it enables you to do this. What do you think about that? Do you want to do that? Because if not, I'm not going to do it. Okay. Yeah. Or just let it go completely like i'm not doing this and they're on their own so yeah expectations that's interesting. what am i expecting something back yeah mm. yeah trying okay. to control people yeah, yeah you don't really yeah. look at it that way but that's what you're trying to do yeah and that's what it is that's a that's a coda that's a coda lesson all right so now now it's time for the bowl yes. of affirmation so i think of it as a bowl of candy Candy for your heart. All right. Ah, this is your affirmation. I cultivate healthy and loving. Oh, I think that fits with what I was my little lesson yesterday. Yeah, nice. And mine. Oh, this also fits. I honor myself enough. Wow, well done. The bowl of affirmation has worked and yes. I'm going to pick if there's anyone listening in, I'm going to pick one more for you for this week. I trust myself. Okay. Ooh, I like that one. All right. I, these are in my joy, uh, jumpstart to joy guide. It used to be a soul sanity jumpstart guide, but I'm moving away from soul sanity. And I'm going to be doing some new rebranding things soon. So it's just the jumpstart to joy guide. So would, all you these, like to, would you like to briefly explain why you have decided to get away from soul sanity? My mission in life is to help people wake up to their joy. So I'm going to be, my business is joyfully ever after media. I like it. So helping, helping guide people and show them kind of mm -hmm. goofy, mindful stories and tools to get them to their joyfully ever after. And that doesn't yeah. mean like, right. It's not like you're ever at the top, but you can enjoy the walk, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to eat angry peanut butter, jelly sandwiches. You can, well, you can do that and then <laughs> still, and then go back into that joy. It's all, it's all part of it. It's all part of the, <laughs> it's it all part all of the oh, humanity. Yes. Great. Yes. Part of joy is just accepting yourself for who you are, where you are. Mm -hmm. Radical and, acceptance, not for yeah. the faint of heart. No, no. Again, one of those things that sounds logical, but actually implementing it is hard and sometimes scary. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Great. All right. Yes. Well, thanks so. to everyone who is watching this. Either if you have comments, we will get to them and we'll put the links to our websites and uh, maybe we'll see you in a couple weeks on YouTube. Yes, <laughs> maybe. Ah, I, I am curious about that. We're going to have to try that. So, okay. Um, 
So everybody, I am going to, how do we stop the live stream? I did this last time. Do you want to stop the recording? Yeah. This is Heidi Esther, back with you for the Sojourner question and announcements. The Sojourner question. Being honest with oneself is hard, harder than you might think. Here's what I did to uncover my honest truth. I call it the Gaining Clarity Hurdles Exercise. You have to overcome some hurdles to get to your truth. When you find yourself saying, I just wish, or I should, or why me? Take out your journal or talk these things out with a trusted friend. First, share how you feel. Get it out, soul searcher. When you felt the peak and ebb of your feelings, ask yourself the following. One, what am I in control of? Two, what am I not in control of? Three, what am I expecting to happen? Four, is what I'm expecting to happen or what happened in my direct control? If yes, your thoughts, actions, attitude, slash putting your phone down, things like that, take those steps and write down a revised positive mantra that you can use to replace the unhelpful I wish or I should statement you're telling yourself. But if it's not in your control, ask yourself, what do I need to let go of? What can I ask for help with? The checker question. After the above steps, write down how you can best take care of yourself, your health, and your happiness, regardless of the outcome. Make sure whatever you do is aligned with taking care of yourself and your values. Super step five, getting stronger. Everyday superhero method, extra credit. Do the above exercise and ask yourself what kinds of lessons the universe might be showing you right now. Then practice feeling gratitude for those lessons. Announcements, book update. I met with author coach Lynn at lynnmcg.com this week to start working on an efficient publishing and marketing plan for my book. Biz update. I'm redoing my website and logo with my new business name, Joyfully Ever After Media. Stay tuned for a more user-friendly experience. And don't forget, please go to my Live with Heidi and Heather YouTube channel and subscribe. Or if you like Facebook, you can join our group. All right. That's it for me this week. Sending you love, light, and laughter. Until next time.